Hello and welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z for Tuesday, the 19th day of December, 2023. I am looking across the United States electoral calendar and it dawned on me that Louisiana is now getting a Republican governor for the first time in eight years. Hopefully Jeff Landry will do a better job than the last Republican governor, Bobby Jindal, who turned out to be, well, less than what we expected here in the state of Louisiana. Jindal was a wonderkin. He was a child prodigy of Indian descent, not feather, but dot. He was educated, graduated high school early, graduated college early, and by the age of 22 was in charge of the Louisiana Department of Health and Hospitals. He ran an entire state agency and did one hell of a great job at the ripe, tender young age of 22. He was thought, yes, this guy one day might, because he was born in the United States, be the first Indian or Asian American president, because India, you know, Asia, India, it's all the same continent. But he got into office, and like many newcomers to politicians and politics and exposure to that life, became a swamp dweller in the Louisiana swamps. Such a shame. And so that legacy carried forward and brought forth a Democrat in John Tinkerbell Edwards for the next four years. And then John Tinkerbell Edwards reminded everyone of what a lousy job Republican Bobby Jindal had done just the four years prior to John Tinkerbell Edwards taking office and Tinkerbell was elected to a second term. Now, as far as Democrat politicians go, John Tinkerbell Edwards was not as bad as we expected. Not nearly as bad. In fact, John Tinkerbell Edwards was pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro fiscal responsibility to a certain degree. In fact, I think the only reason John Tinkerbell Edwards ran as a Democrat, a centrist Democrat, a right-leaning Democrat, is because he was afraid to run as a Republican because people might associate the letter R with, you know, Bobby Jindal. Now we have a good old Cajun boy named Jeff Landry from down in Cajun country, set to take office in Louisiana as its governor coming up in January. I am not expecting anything radical from this man except perhaps to shut down the wokeness in the Louisiana educational system, which would be a good thing for almost every single solitary citizen of the state of Louisiana except, of course, for the few who identify as aberrant lifestyle, as mentally challenged, as trans this or homo that. We shall have to see, and we shall have to wait and see. 
Anyway, it's Tuesday morning. I'm headed towards the west this morning to the state capitol. There will be ceremonies for the outgoing governor as he finishes up his final month in office. His last official day on the job, I believe, is the 3rd of January. But between now and then, the ship will pretty much run on cruise control. No major policy changes, of course, until the new governor takes over. And then again, as I said, I doubt there will be any major policy changes. So let's get on to international politics. Let's skip Joe Biden for just a moment. Let's move back over seas. Let's move to the Ukraine, who is, and I will remind you of this every chance I get, not an ally of the United States of America. They're not. They're simply not a U.S. ally. They're not a member of NATO. They're not a favored nation as far as trade goes with the United States. And they never will be. No matter how many hundreds of billions of your tax dollars gropey Joe Biden chooses to send over to the Ukraine and hush money so they won't rat him and his crime family out, they will never be because Putin, Russia, will never allow them to be our ally, our trading partner. And that's all because of geopolitical strategy. If you take a look at the globe and see where the Ukraine is, there is major, major seaports there. The United States would love to have an ally in Ukraine where we could go park a few Navy ships right there at Russia's back door. But it will never happen. Russia will never allow it to happen. They will go to World War III if the United States ever dares to try and occupy their sea with any of our warships. Or to allow a single airfield to be built, to be used by the United States Air Force. Or a ground base for us to park some of our troops. Make no mistake about it. You can study geopolitics, you can study macroeconomics, but first you need to study world history. It will never, ever, ever be allowed. It can't be. That would be like tomorrow, Russia putting an actual military base, airfield, and Navy station on Cuba, or let's just say in the Yucatan Peninsula in the Gulf of Mexico, or in Toronto, Canada. We would never allow it. It's not going to happen. Despite what Biden says, oh, it's a humanitarian war, it is none of our business. It is none of our concern. We have absolutely nothing to gain by sending our money, our weaponry, our fuel, our food, our supplies to a nation who is not our ally. Not our friend, not our buddy, not our pal. I'm sorry, folks. That is the absolute truth. And yet, Joe Biden is holding up funding to secure our border to make our nation safer from terrorists crossing in from Mexico 
to make our nation more secure from fentanyl and other drugs being dragged in, to make our nation more safe from criminal law-breaking, illegal trespassing migrants. Joe Biden will not sign any border legislation to secure our own safety and security unless we send more hush money over to Volodymyr Zelensky, the man who is taking in all of that hush money. And as long as that money's coming in, he won't rat out the Biden family. He won't rat out Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, this Biden, that Biden, and the other Biden. If you can't see that, you need thicker glasses. Joe Biden is emptying the United States Treasury. And how does he respond when the critics, the very few that are allowed to speak, call him out on it? He simply prints more useless American dollars which then are devalued, which then causes everything you purchase to continue increasing in price. It's called inflation. It's called Bidenomics. It is, was, and will continue to be a disaster until this feeble, old, senile man is no longer holding the chair at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue pretending to be your president. And I say that because we know, just listening to this man speak, watching this man attempt to read from cue cards and a teleprompter, that he is truly not in charge of the United States of America. He is simply a figurehead, a puppet, a titular head, someone who is a placeholder, for who? Many speculate Barack Hussein Obama. This is the third term of Barack Obama. I believe that. They found a feeble, senile old man to sit in the chair while Barack Obama pulls his strings. The bigger question is who is pulling Obama's strings? And the answer should be even more evident to you. A worldwide cabal, the one world, new world order crowd, the George Soros types of the world. They're pulling Obama's strings. They gave the boy some power. That's all. They found a guy who was nothing more than a community organizer, a shit stirrer, a riot starter. They gave him false power. They manipulated an electoral system that actually defeated Hillary Rotten Clinton, who probably, without this interference from that new world, one world order, probably would have been the president for a half a term. Some radical nut job on the far, far right would most certainly have taken her out. That's my true, honest feelings. I'm honestly surprised given the cycle of assassinations throughout the history of this country that 
no one has been knocked off. You would think with all the far-right radicals, they would have loved to have off the first half-black president. And then on the far, far left, as much as they hate, despise Donald Trump, you would have thought someone would have taken him out. And now with Biden, with all of those stickers on all of the gas pumps, I did that. I raised your prices. I doubled the price of fuel. I drained your savings. I caused your credit card debt to skyrocket. I caused the interest rates to go so high that you can't afford a house. I'm surprised that no one's done the dastardly deed. Please, Secret Service, don't come looking to me. I have no ill will towards anyone. I just sit here and speak the truth. Even though sometimes that truth hurts. That's the name of the program. I speak the truth about that clown in Congress on the right who was expelled. He deserved to be. Why did that guy get elected to begin with? Why did no one ever vet this clown, allow him to get elected, and then not expelled him when the first allegations came forward? I can't even remember his name, but I see his little round brown face. For that matter, why hasn't Bob Menendez been kicked out of the U.S. Senate for all of his criminal deeds? You see, the Republicans don't mind expelling one of their own when one of their own is rotten. Because despite what Michael Jackson might have said, one bad apple can indeed spoil the whole bunch. The left is so rotted to its very core. Perhaps the Democrats and their supporters are just accustomed to eating a big old batch of rotten apples. And that's why they allow their criminal titular head, Joe Biden, and his crime family to remain in power. Perhaps that's why someone who's been in Congress never making more than $179,000 a year in naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi has managed to amass a net worth of over $120 million. I haven't amassed $120 million despite making nearly that for the last 20 years plus. Perhaps that's why people like Chuckles the Clown Schumer despite his advanced age, senility, and inability to look at a camera or make eye contact with a single human being as he glances over his little glasses, his reading glasses, once in a while, remains in power for decades. Who knows? Maybe the Democratic political party and its supporters enjoy the rotten fruit, the fermented. Maybe it is that fermentation of the rotten fruit that keeps them voting Democrat, that keeps the 13% hyphenated American minority voting lock, stock, and block as Democrat supporters. Perhaps the 13% hyphenated American minority, the Blafrican American crowd, has just grown, thank you, has just grown accustomed to the rotten smell, the rotten fruit.
This is the Truth Hurts program. For those of you who think Israel has gone too far in their retaliation against the cowardly strikes of August 7th, thank you. For those of you who think Israel should now suddenly stop attacking the Hamas terrorists who cowardly ascended and descended, or not ascended, descended into their nation, drone strikes, actual physical attacks, rocket bombardments, killing innocent women and men and children and elderly, and now are retaliating, punishing the Hamas terrorists for their cowardly acts in the middle of the night. I tell you, Israel has not gone far enough. Period. Israel should not stop the attacks until every single final, last, solitary Hamas terrorist is killed. The very best thing that the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip could do right now is grow some balls and show the Israeli army where the Hamas terrorists are hiding. Then, in a calculated precision strike, Israel could go in and defeat the Hamas terrorists where they lie, where they hide, where they congregate, where they cower like, well, cowards. Sure, some Palestinians will die at the hands of those Hamas terrorists. Those Hamas terrorists do not give a rat's tight, narrow, furry little ass about the Palestinians behind whom they hide. So why not die a hero, Palestinians? Exactly. Why not die a hero pointing out where those Hamas terrorists are? And that way the Israelis don't kill you accidentally. You have a far, far greater chance of a free Palestine if you just call out the Hamas terrorists on your soil or the soil you claim is yours. Call them out. Let Israel go in and finish the job. I say give them four more years. <laughs> so again, to those of you who say, Israel, it's time to stop now. You've sent your message. The answer is bullshit. If Hamas had gotten the message, they would not be bombing Israel today, December 19th. They're still attacking Israel. And Israel has a right to defend itself. To those idiots out there on college campuses right now, around the United States of America, who are protesting against Israel, who are engaged in anti-Semitic activities on American soil, who are calling for intifada, the death, annihilation, obliteration of the Israeli people, I have a message for you. 
pack up your dorm room, go to Palestine, grab a weapon, I'm sure there's one laying on the ground next to a dead Hamas terrorist, and fight Israel. If you're that vocal, if you're that much in support of, thank you, the Palestinians, it's hard to do the little ding when you're driving. It's hard to elicit those positive responses. If that were the case, my friends, if you were that dedicated and that devoted, quit running your mouth and instead run down to the airport and take a flight. Go on over there. Take up arms against Israel. If you, a college student, are so supportive of Hamas, of the terrorists attacking Israel, if you hate the Jewish people that much, the Israelis that much, if you are that much of an anti-Semite, why don't you go over to Palestine, pick up a weapon, and start fighting Israel? Otherwise, I suggest you keep your fat little mouth shut, your little transgender, woke, wannabe something that you can never be, a normal human. Keep your mouth shut. Now, you might call me a hypocrite for what I'm about to say because I just spent time telling you that we, the American people, should not be sending our armaments, our artillery, our munitions, our financial support, our humanitarian support to another country. When I said we should not be here spending hundreds of billions of dollars to support Ukraine, a tiny country bordering Russia. And I'm going to tell you that we must continue sending our munitions, our artillery, our support financially, humanitarianly, to Israel, another tiny country on the other end of the world. Because they, unlike the Ukraine, are and have always been our ally. They have provided us with strategic support locations. They have provided us with much needed support in that region. They have helped us to secure a position of military strength in the Middle East. That's the big difference. Now for those of you, and I'm going to call you the Bible-thumping Southern Baptists who hate Catholics because you know who you are, it's not a matter of tell Israel to turn the other cheek. You can only turn so many cheeks. You've only got a couple on the face, a couple on the ass. After you've turned that left ass cheek, that right ass cheek, and both of your face cheeks, what do you have left to turn? Israel, its own nation, its own sovereign nation, a staunch ally of the United States of America, is being brutally attacked by a terrorist organization. They're our ally. We owe them protection. Ukraine, on the other hand, is a former Soviet Union region, country, region, whatever you want to call it, a property of Mother Russia. And they broke free after Gorbachev lost the Cold War. And they tried, supposedly, to become a free nation. 
They became a de facto corrupt dictatorship. And that's what they are now under Volodymyr Zelensky. A corrupt dictatorship. You can't call it anything but. Zelensky, immediately upon seizing power, shut down every other opposing political party, made them unlawful, made them illegal, criminalized the other party. That would be like on day one, Joe Biden took office and made it illegal to be independent, illegal to be Republican, illegal to be libertarian, and said, you will be a Democrat or we will put you to death. We will put you in prison. Thank God that didn't happen here. But that's exactly what happened in the Ukraine. Volodymyr Zelensky immediately seized power, shut down all opposition political parties, just shut them down, done. And then took over the media, took away their right to free speech, their right to free press, their right to assemble. It is illegal to say anything bad about Volodymyr Zelensky within the borders of the Ukraine. It's unlawful. You can go to jail or be put to death. Tell me that is a free republic, a free democracy. The reason Joe Biden, other than the hush money aspect of things, the reason Joe Biden so loves Volodymyr Zelensky in the Ukraine is because Volodymyr Zelensky has done to the Ukraine what Joe Biden only wishes he could do here in the United States. Seize power unequivocally, uncontrollably. Silence all opposition. They've said it in the news. White House people on condition of anonymity saying Joe Biden throws an absolute little childish hissy fit every time he sees a negative report about him. Every time he sees dwindling poll numbers, which by right now, by the way, are the lowest in his presidency. The lowest. Single digit approval ratings amongst Republicans. Single digit. As low as 4% approval amongst Republicans. It's ridiculous. Joe Biden throws a little girl hissy fit and he can't sniff his own hair because it's not his own hair. It's the hair plugs. But we won't go into that. Some say it's actually a mask and someone else, a brother of Joe Biden, pretending to be Joe Biden in most of his more lucid appearing press conferences. But we won't go there right now. Check out the conspiracy theories, though. Look up Joe Biden wears a face mask. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. For those of you who think that I am being hypocritical because Joe Biden is supporting the Ukraine, well, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. He wants to support Israel, but he can't. Because right now, all of the Muslims in America are hating on him for it. The Muslims in America want him to say, Israel, you must stop. 
You must stop defending yourself or we are going to stop supporting the Democrat Party. I've got news for you. The Republicans don't need or want the support of the Arab Americans whose very existence depends on exterminating Israel, exterminating the United States of America. That's why they chant death to America all the time. You have to ask yourself, why is the current president of the United States such a supporter of the Muslims? And you have to look back to Barack Hussein Obama, Barry Sotero, the puppet put into place by George Soros, the man who began destroying America from within, just as they vowed to do. All right, folks. We've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. While we still have such a thing. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program. Network, all rights reserved. See you next time.